Hey there, you're listening to the Nourished Actor Podcast. Welcome to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, a working actor based in New York City. This podcast is all about how to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, whether you're a creative, freelancer, or anything in between. Get ready to nourish your mind, body, and career. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nourished After Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, and today I have a great solo episode. If you're listening in real time, we are midway through January 2020, and boy, has it been a month so far. (laughs) It has been full of some great discoveries. A lot of feelings. Again, if you're listening in real time, this past Friday, we had our first full moon of 2020, and it was a big one. If you're into astrology, there's a lot going on in the sky. So that said, there's been a lot of feelings, but also a lot of growth and a lot of discoveries. And I can't wait to share with you some of the things I'm working on for 2020, including some of my new life coaching business, which I'll be talking about a little bit later. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest thing you can do is subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And as you might already know, those are all free things. So I would so appreciate if you could share this podcast with somebody, review it, and tell everybody why you love the Nourished Actor podcast. That means so much to me. And now to the episode, our first solo episode of 2020, and this is going to be a great one. We're coming into audition season in New York City, and audition season is, it can be stressful, it can be overwhelming, and so today I am giving you an inside scoop all about the five big audition mistakes I have made in the past so that you don't have to. Yup, you heard that right. It's going to be a great episode. And what's cool about this episode is actually, I feel like the mistakes I made that I'm talking about are not necessarily, you know, don't sing this song, sing that song. It's not necessarily about what to wear, what not to wear. It's more about some mindset and mental strategies you can do to make yourself a better auditioner. And I'll tell you what I did not do, which in turn will help you make the right choices going into the audition season. So let's not waste any time. I've got these five awesome, awesome. They weren't awesome at the time, but now for you, they'll be awesome. These five audition mistakes that I made that you don't have to. So the first one is probably the most tangible in terms of something not to do. And it has a caveat because of course I can't be uh, short-winded. So the first audition mistake I made when I first moved to New York and was auditioning during audition season was audition hopping. Now, again, this is with a caveat, which I'll explain in a second. So audition hopping is exactly what it sounds like. It means lining yourself up for two, three, four, five, et cetera, auditions in one day. During audition season, there can be upwards of seven auditions happening all at once on one day. Now, Audition hopping is scheduling yourself for multiple auditions in one day, and that is actually okay, right? But here's where I made a big mistake. When I was putting in my schedule all these auditions that I would be hopping to and from, I did not prioritize any of them. 
Instead, I just wanted to put all of my focus on all of them, which in theory sounds great. But in reality, that's pretty hard to do. If you've listened to this podcast before, we've had episodes about how to prioritize auditions. We've had episodes about how to manage your energy. And in general, it is not a good idea to spread your energy 100% to each audition in one day. It's just not feasible for most people. Here is what I learned from that and what I do now, even though I still do audition and sometimes audition at multiple auditions in one day. First of all, when you are going to audition hop, prioritize one audition. What is the one audition that you cannot miss? That is the one I want you to put the majority of your focus towards. Now, that isn't to say that you don't plan for the other auditions. In fact, I highly suggest you do plan for the other auditions. So let me explain how this looks like for me. So let's say I have three auditions in one day. I have an appointment, and that is my priority. Um, Let's say the appointment is for a production of Oklahoma. So I have prioritized that appointment. There's no way I'm missing it, and I have planned out what I'm singing, what I'm wearing, etc. The rest of the day is going to fall around that. And those other auditions, the other two, let's say I've planned for them, so I know what the seasons theaters are doing. I, again, know what I'm wearing. I know where they are and what time I'm supposed to show up. But... I will not sacrifice my appointment for those other auditions, and I also won't expend too much energy for them. So what might happen is if I have an audition in the afternoon, it might be worth it to try to go to those other auditions, but I'm not going to overextend myself by waking up at 4 a.m. to go to an open call where I may or may not be seen. That's not a smart and uh, it's not a smart audition decision. So first of all, prioritize one audition. You always want to plan for backup and alternative audition plans. So again, let's say um, you've got two auditions one day. Let's say they're both open calls or EPAs. You don't know if you're going to be seen at either of those. So if you go to a call and let's say it is packed, there's no way you're going to be seen. You have got to be flexible and be ready to be like, okay, so this isn't going to work. So I'm going to go to plan B and you should have a plan B, a plan C, maybe even a plan D for audition season. And that can be hard, but again, it's all in the planning. So plan as much as you can ahead. And if you are going to audition hop, know that you should have a priority in place and everything else that you get to is a bonus. That's how I look at it at least. So again, prioritize one audition. If you can get to multiple, great. But my first audition mistake when I came to New York was audition hopping so much that I didn't give a good audition anywhere because I was trying to be three places at once. I was trying to give all of my energy to multiple places, and you just can't do that. So be smart. Prioritize your auditions. And if you are going to hop around to different auditions, do your best to have backup plans and make sure you think through the day before it actually happens and have, again, alternative plans if something doesn't work out. So that's my mistake number one. My second mistake, my second mistake was bleeding energy specifically pre-audition. So again, we're getting more into the mindset woo-woo stuff. So what do I mean by bleeding energy? This is physical energy, but also mental and emotional energy. 
So as I've talked about before, audition holding rooms can be really stressful. There's a lot of energy. Theater people in general are usually pretty big in terms of personality. So there's a lot of talking. It's very loud. Um, It tends to be a lot of people showing their peacock feathers, trying to one-up one another. And it's not all done in, in bad taste. Like some people are just trying to make conversation. But that said, those rooms can be really challenging to be in. So some of the things I did that were a mistake for me are chatting with friends. So this is something that maybe for you actually relaxes you. But for me, I found later that chatting with friends that I see at auditions doesn't really serve me. Going to auditions with friends also didn't serve me. So again, bleeding my energy. And again, this is kind of knowing yourself. What bleeds your energy? So those are mental energies that I I bled. And then worrying will totally zap your energy. So if you don't have practices in place to help ease anxiety, get them ASAP because otherwise you will be draining yourself even before you get in line to audition. And then last but not least, this is a physical one, but just burning yourself out either by waking up way too early or again, hopping to multiple auditions without planning and thinking about your energy. So these are all things that I did that were in this one category of bleeding my energy. My advice to you is, first of all, know yourself, know what fills you up and know what really drains you. And if something like an audition room drains you, if you're like me and you're hypersensitive, then what I would suggest is finding some strategies to help you conserve your energy. If that means putting in noise-canceling headphones so that you don't listen to the audition room. If it means that you sit maybe outside the audition room, not right in the holding room, that might be helpful. Perhaps it's finding an activity you can do in the room that really helps to relax you, whether it's listening to a podcast, listening to a guided meditation. I don't know. It might be something totally different. But that said, finding activities or ways to conserve your energy in the room. And again, knowing yourself better, knowing if it's good for you to talk to friends or is it better for you to be social after and not before your audition. And then also about the physical energy, know yourself. I personally, I am very sensitive to energy. So If I'm feeling energized, yeah, I can go from a dance call to a singer call to a singer call. If it's one of those days where I need to focus on one audition, I might not wake up early for that open call where I may or may not get seen, right? So know yourself and know what physically and mentally drains your energy and do everything you can to plan ahead and have strategies in place to help you conserve your energy. Because believe it or not, even though auditions, you know, especially let's say a singer audition, it could be anywhere from 30 seconds in the room to two minutes. And you might think, well, I I shouldn't be expending that much energy. It's like two minutes of, of work. Yeah, I get that. But it's a lot of very emotional and pressured work. And so even a two-minute audition, even a 30-second audition can be incredibly draining, especially if you are an empath and especially if you are someone who's hypersensitive. And newsflash, a lot of actors are. So take this advice and don't make the mistake I did and conserve your energy as much as you can pre-audition. And I think I'm going to have a whole episode 
in the future on how to do that, some strategies to help you. But that was my second mistake I made all the time. Oh my gosh, you guys, real quick, let me just tell you, I used to plan to go to auditions with certain friends who just amped up my anxiety by either being anxious themselves or, you know, by just being incredibly chatty, which that's, again, it's my fault for not putting up the boundary, but I had to learn that that just doesn't work for me. I am a solo auditioner, so if you see me, I usually go by myself. That's not to say that I won't say hi or I won't, you know, enjoy my friends if I see them there, but overall, I try my best to just do it by myself. It really centers me better if I'm by myself, not chatting pre-audition. But that said, there's people who are the opposite. Um, there are people who go to auditions and it actually re- like calms them to, co- to talk to their friends. So you have to know yourself and kind of combat that energy suck either way. We are taking a quick break from this episode to tell you about a special opportunity to work with me. I've mentioned on the podcast that I'm actually launching my own life coaching business for actors. And right now I'm looking for one to three clients to help me test out my programming. This program is for you if you want to have a better mindset around auditioning, you want to create productive and mindful pre and post audition practices, and you want to learn how to manage your energy and stop feeling burnt out while juggling auditions, day jobs, and hashtag life. If this piqued your interest and you'd like to take advantage of this unique offer, email me at thenourishedactor at gmail.com. It'll be in the show notes and we can see if you'd be a good fit for this beta program. Thanks for listening and let's get back to the episode. On to my third audition mistake that I made when I first started auditioning in New York City. So my third audition mistake is presenting material that I didn't love. Oh my God, you guys. I, this one is really, really near and dear, whether you're doing plays or musicals, whatever, only present material that you fucking love. It's that simple. Don't sing something just because a voice coach said, oh, you sound amazing on this. Don't sing something just because your mentor in college said, this is a great audition song for you. Here's the deal. It might be a good audition song for you in terms of vocal technique or whatever, but if you don't love it, that reads right away when you go into the door. I don't care how good of an actor you are. If you are not personally connected to the material in terms of how you like like it, you will not give your 100% ever. That's how I, I mean, that's my opinion. Of course, like sometimes you get material that you don't love in terms of stuff from a callback or things like that, and that's where you have to do some work and try to make it as enjoyable for yourself as you can. But in terms of auditioning with your own material, get stuff you actually like. There are so many great plays and musicals and songs to sing. Why settle for something that you don't absolutely fucking love? That's all I got to say on that. So don't present something just because you think it's the perfect song, you know, for Oklahoma the musical. But if you fucking hate it, don't sing it. It doesn't make sense. You can find something else that will fit that niche, that will fit that category that you truly and sincerely love. In that same vein, 
This also can be applied to what you wear to an audition, how you show up. Don't do what everyone tells you to do. Do what you want to do. And this actually bleeds into my last two mistakes. So I'll explain that in a second. But an audition is a time for you to show off who you are. So don't settle for something that is anything less than you, that anything less, you know, anything that doesn't represent you that you don't feel confident with. So whether that be a song you're singing or the shoes you're wearing, present yourself how you want to present yourself, not the way somebody else told you to. The fourth mistake I made, which again, it's essentially a riff off of number three, and it'll extend into the fifth mistake. My fourth audition mistake I made early on in my auditioning career was not listening to my intuition and people pleasing. This would be like if I went to an audition and they were doing a couple different shows in their season, I would try to mind read what the casting directors or the directors wanted and try to pick the perfect song that they would want me to hear for this role. And in theory, that sounds good. And of course, like within reason, like, yeah, you should be presenting material that makes sense to the season or to the show. But when it comes down to it, you have got to listen to your intuition and do, again, what you want to do. So if they're asking for classical musical theater piece and, you know, you're you're thinking that you should sing the soprano song, even though it's not your strongest because they're doing a bunch of soprano-y things... No. Sing what you are best at and sing what you want to sing. And here's the deal. If they want to hear something that fits those other roles, they'll ask. They're not stupid. If you always present what is true to you and what your gut is saying, I promise you, you are going to have better auditions with more callbacks and you're going to feel good about what you present in the room. If you go in and sing something that you think they want to hear, you know what's going to happen? Whether you do a good audition or not, I promise you it's not going to feel good. And more often than not, it's not going to lead to a callback because it wasn't true to you in that moment. So we'll be talking more about intuition this year, but you need to take a second and listen in. And ask yourself, you know, for example, for a singing audition, what do I want to sing today? What feels good? What feels right for this theater and for this season? And if you start saying like, oh, well, I should sing this. Oh, I should sing that. No, fuck shoulds. That's not something that you should be singing. You know what you should be presenting. I promise you guys, actors People, we are born with this amazing intuition and 90% of us are not connected to it anymore because we're so, so um, obsessed with what others think. And the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter what others think. Yes, it matters what others think in terms of getting a job, but you're not going to get the job if you're not being authentically you. So you can't mind read and try to people please casting directors it's just not going to work out 
So I suggest instead of trying to people please, instead ask what should I sing, what should I do, and I promise you'll know the answer. I will say let's do a little fun actionable tip that you can do if you're having trouble. So if you're down to two things and you don't know, you might have trouble connecting to your intuition, especially if you're a little stressed or if you're in, let's say, an audition room where there's a lot of energy floating around. I like to flip a coin. But here's what's funny about flipping a coin. When you flip a coin, you always find out what you want to do. Because here's the deal. If you have two choices, one is head and one is tails. If you flip the coin and it ends up being tails, and that's not If you have a pang in your heart being like, oh, that's not, oh, I I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen, or I didn't want that to happen, well, then there's your fucking answer. That's your intuition saying, oh, no, actually, I wanted to do whatever heads was, right? So either way, or, you know, if it ends up being heads and you're like, oh, thank God, that's what I wanted. So you knew all along what you wanted. Mistake number four, not listening to my intuition and trying to people please or mind read what casting directors wanted. That was my big mistake. And it leads into my last one, which is number five. And number five's mistake, it's it's pretty, you know, again, it kind of is a great one to end on. Putting on a persona for auditions and not being a fucking human. Woof. Okay. So as an actor, we are asked to put on characters for shows. But in terms of auditions, you have got to go in and be you. You might have to go in and be you through the eyes of a character, but you still have to be you. I spent so long putting on this quirky, like, girly, I don't even know, um, perky character. And of course, I am all those qualities, right? But I was doing it to a heightened extent that wasn't truthful anymore. I don't know if it ever was truthful. And so it was going on. I, I've even gotten feedback from casting directors that my voice would change. Like, I speak like this. And of course, when I get excited, sometimes I go up high and I go, oh my God, you know, whatever. But my voice would change in auditions because I would, you know, do my slate or my introduction. And, of course, all of a sudden, after speaking to the accompanist in my regular voice, all of a sudden I'd be like, hi, I'm Deanna Eshelman. And it's like, no, speak how you fucking speak, girl. (laughs) Be you. And that is just like uh, a physical manifestation. But this could come in so many different, you know different ways for different people. But to end on a a positive note, just be you. I mean, I think the last three mistakes all have to do with just accepting and presenting you as you are. Mm. So those are my five audition mistakes I made when I started auditioning in New York City so that hopefully you don't have to make them as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this type of podcast episode, please let me know rate, review, subscribe. Please review on iTunes. It helps me so much get some traction. And last but not least, follow on social media at The Nourished Actor and get ready because The Nourished Actor Life Coaching is coming soon. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back again next week.